You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. Hey guys, I am here with my friend and a fellow photographer and creative entrepreneur, Melanie Anderson today. Hey, Melanie, how are you? Hey, Jen. So great to be here. Good to see you. I just, um, you know, everybody's going to be listening to this. They're not going to be seeing it. So can I just tell them that like you hopped on eating wings and drinking a beer? And I, know, exactly. I love it. I mean, it is noon. But it's 12.09, so you have not, like, it's fair. It's afternoon. I I, I will be honest. I started at 11.56. And what I love about your honesty is that, uh, you know, we just had, like, a little mini conversation before we started. And what I said to you was, like, let's just call this the life of a creative entrepreneur. And, like, that's the best thing about being a creative entrepreneur is beer at noon if you want to. (laughs) Exactly. I keep a stash of that. This is really embarrassing. This is here, too. (laughs) She has a bottle of wine. So they're not going to see you. So I have okay. to explain. So a bottle, bottle of wine, of wine. within arm's reach. It is within arm's reach. You know, one of the things, having a retail studio space, I get people that drop stuff off like this frequently, you know, or, you know, like, again, that kind of goes in seasons. And like, all of a sudden people will be dropping off beer or wine and delivering stuff. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. Sorry. So let's, let's first, let's start with like, let's get to the real stuff. Even though I, I mean, alcohol is like real, especially in our real. industry, well, right? And that's what I said. I was like, you know, this is reality. Like, I'm not here to like, you know, like tell you stuff I don't really do. Like, no, this is how my life is. And I want to be transparent. And so people don't look at us and go think that we're like better than or whatever. No, no, this is reality. Some days you need to drink, you know, to get through your day. And that's okay. Like, and I'm not, I'm talking seriously, you know, obviously, you know, in moderation, you know, this is for fun. This is to take the load off. That's all. Yeah. Well, so let's, all right. So I'm going to like transition into what we're actually really talking about, but tell everybody like who you are, give a little synopsis of who you are, what the heck you're doing here. And (laughs) we'll get the conversation going from there. Awesome. So uh, my name is, you know, Melanie Anderson. I, as you mentioned, you know, we're calling this life of a creative entrepreneur. That's actually how I define myself is a creative entrepreneur. Uh, I don't, you know, I've owned a uh, photography studio for 12 and a half years now, a retail space for nine years. And I am sitting in that retail space today as we're having our conversation. It is 3000 square feet. Uh, it's been an amazing blessing to not only to me, but to our family with providing financial fruitfulness. And, you know, that's been quite an incredible journey. And then that has provided the audience into this next chapter of what I truly is my calling. When you think about like who you are to a core and for those that don't know who they are to a core, man, you know, we've got, I've got some exercises that can help you figure that out. But when you get that, like nothing will stop you and it will just define everything as to your why. And so for me, my why and who I am 
to a core is really about educating, motivating, inspiring others. And, and, you know, as we kind of even started out keeping it real, like I'm not here to like tell you, I live this amazing life. I mean, I live a very blessed life, but there are challenges too. And I love talking about that when the opportunity arises in the right manner. I don't utilize that time on social media. You know, I, I'm careful about that, but kind of back to, you know, who I am. So photographer, business owner, wife, Christian, mom, four kids, um, you know, sister, best friends, you know, that I've had since I was like elementary school that were still so tight. And then, um, you know, employer. I mean, gosh, you know, you talk about how many topics we could go with. It's, you know, the, the ramifications and the facets of everything that I do and the travel. So, you know, most people know me as a photographer. I'm kind of pulling out of that. Photography will always be part of what I do. It's led me to where I am today and built my confidence. Um, I am a certified professional photographer, the only one still in my county, in my community. And I achieved that seven or eight years ago. I have my craftsman degree. And for those not in the photographic world, that means that I care deeply about educating others. I'm very, very passionate about that. Um, you know, I almost want to, I should have asked you, what rating are we keeping this? You know, is this a, a G, a PG-13, a, you know, what rating are we? No, you know me better than okay, that. Okay, so I called myself a merit whore for... Oh, wait, whore is, whore yes, is, where is whore on the list? I know. R? Is that R? I, I was like, oh my gosh, am I, is it okay that I say this? You because that's the way I say, when I'm on stage, sometimes I'm like... But that's what I was, you know, like, because I wanted my craftsman degree and I wanted to learn how to better educate and teach. And the only way to do that is to throw yourself in. And in two years, like I just dove in and I just would teach anywhere to get those merits. So those in the photography world know what I mean. And then last week, I just uh, found out I received my master's degree for photography through my um, the international print competition. So I received that last merit that I needed. So. Congratulations. That's Thank it. You. For those that are not in the photography industry, this is quite an accomplishment. Yes. It takes a lot of work, a lot of time, and a lot of dedication. So yes, yes. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, so that was like the broadest uh, intro I gave ever. Yeah, no, that's cool. So when you talk about, um, I really want to get specific when you talk more about like photography, there'll always be a part of for, uh, photography mm-hmm. in your life, but you're expanding to do more things. Are you talking about education of other photographers? Are there other things? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, my lease is up. As I mentioned, we have over 3000 square feet here and I've been doing this retail space in a downtown environment, I look outside my window, I'm directly across the Chamber of Commerce. I'm directly across the Maryland Theater. I'm directly across the only public high school performing arts school. So like, I'm in an incredible area, but I've been doing this nine years, you know, and as a creative entrepreneur, you're always looking for challenges. Like, I'm like, I want to push myself. The minute I get content Man, it's like dangerous, right? Dangerous. And, but you know what's interesting? The older I get and the wiser I get, I seek moments of contentment, you know, and Mm -hmm. admire my husband, who's probably the most content person in the entire world. But yet, you know, I'm like, how do you do that? How can you just be happy, you know, and like so content? And I think we're constantly seeking more of that. Um, and for me, it's always a personal challenge, not a material thing. It's always very much a self 
self-challenge. So what's the plan? How are you going to do that? So my lease is up this fall. So we're considering downsizing. You know, I haven't made any final decisions yet. You get to the point because I travel so much and why is as the, when I go to the entrepreneur side, you think financial, does it make sense to continue this? Uh, part of my heart belongs in Florida uh, at the beach and at Disney World. So to be able to open up a second location down there. So if I downsize this and because what I have is actually two storefronts here. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're going to do is just go to the one and then um, that frees up the ability to maybe have a space down there. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the energy I'm putting out into the universe and making sure it feels right and that it's the right thing to do. And then I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring. I've really stepped that up. Uh, my goal truly is to make a difference in people's lives, however that is. Like, I care so passionately. Like, I constantly will say, look, I've already made the mistakes. I've messed up. Like, if I can shortcut that for you, like, I want to do that. And how can I serve? Like, mm-hmm. that's the other part, you know, when you talk about servant leadership and the older and wiser I get, like, I see the difference in when I serve others, the how that comes back full circle, as Mm -hmm. opposed to when you have the me, me, me mentality. Um, And so my next chapter is going to be a lot more. uh, I have several public speaking engagements outside of the photography industry, breast cancer awareness. I'm speaking Mm -hmm. to several hundred women here in our community. Um, They asked me to be the keynote speaker. I'm so excited for that. I speak, I've spoken to two public high schools. I keep saying like, gosh, if I had the knowledge now, like the motivation, the inspiration, the mindset the, the things when you go, okay, what I think and what I say is what goes out into the universe, that's law of attraction. If I understood that energy and the correlation of that, where would I be today? And that When you were younger, you mean. Exactly. Yeah. And the all things are possible. And so I just spoke to our Chamber of Commerce, the Women and Minority um, Small Business Group. I'm speaking to a financial group on five love languages you know? So that's where I want to take this. Those are all things I already teach in the photography world outside of lighting and sales and business. I always bring in that aspect of things. Um, so yeah. And then we're doing a lot of retreats as well. Awesome. So the reason why, um, I was intrigued to have you on the podcast, besides the fact that I know you and I think you're awesome, but the reason why I really thought it would benefit my community who are mostly not photographers, but are women entrepreneurs, uh, is because I know that you've shared with me that you've struggled with things like anxiety and you, you know, from the outside point of view, I, you know, we're friends on Facebook and I can be like, well, but you're traveling all over and you're doing all these things. And you know, like, how do you struggle, you know, make your way through that. And there's so many of us that are white knuckling it through every single day. And this is one of the things um i i really think creative entrepreneurs are the hardest it's like the hardest thing to be it's like different yes. that you know sometimes i look at people that are entrepreneurs that run a business that has nothing to do with anything creative and i get jealous cuz i'm like you know we have to nourish our our creative brain and we have to nourish our business brain and it's exhausting sometimes it is so exhausting (laughs) and very bipolar at times you know Mm -hmm. like and I say that with love like total endearment because like you said it's two sides of our brains and for me I have to have both sides because if I'm all business then I feel like I'm losing the sense of 
a, a different energy. Mm-hmm. And truly, if I had to choose between the two, my heart is always more the business side, the entrepreneurial side. Um, and not but see, only- that's also why you're successful, by the way, yeah. because there's nothing, exactly. there's nothing more um, frustrating for me because I do a lot of teaching also yes. when there's amazingly creative. I mean, people blow me away in the creative department, but haven't made two pennies to rub together. Yep. And I'm like, oh, you need somebody to help you with yes. this because you can make money. But for them, it's either not a priority or it's not something they understand or it's, there's not like that balance. And I think the only way somebody could really be successful in a creative environment and a creative business is if they really give a shit about the business aspect of it. 100%. Or find someone that does. <laughs> exactly. 100%. You have to um, not allow your emotions to control your decisions. And that's one of the things like you and I have probably been contacted by a lot of the same uh, photographers or creatives that are struggling. And as you mentioned, so talented. They, and I always say, nobody will be able to sell my work the way I do. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's a gift. But you people know? are so afraid to sell themselves because right. they think it's egotistical, narcissistic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you had, posted, you had posted recently about the humble brag. I think it was you, you know, like, and, you know, and, and, and I'm like, what's wrong with that people? Like, seriously, you know, if you did something good, share it. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I have no problem with people sharing positivity and wins, like celebrate the wins. Why not? And we have these, some of these negative people in this world that are like, Oh, hashtag humble brag or, you know, but they're doing it in a negative way. Yeah. And, you know, and so I'm like, no, celebrate those wins. And that, you know, when we talk about like the financial side of things, like let's have deep conversations. I could talk to you about the $100,000 IRS money, you know, when you go as an entrepreneur that, and I love sharing stuff like this because the more I share, the more one, when we're going to start talking about anxiety, okay, the easier it is for me to manage my anxiety because it's not my hidden little secret. Mm-hmm. And so where I was going with that portion is that when you quickly make a ton of money, <laughs> very quickly, mm-hmm. um, you owe a lot of money. Mm. And when, you know, you haven't been set up, and even though I had, you know, financial resources and uh, accountants set up and in place, I was a sole entrepreneur for years, Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, the more I tell this story, the more I hear people going, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and nobody teaches you that side mm-hmm. that creates major anxiety when you're in your accountant's office and tears streaming down your face because they're, you know, going, um, okay. So last year your tax bill was 30,000. This year's 40,000. You're making, you made too much money. We didn't have you set up properly. And now, you know, now I get the joy of a monthly payment plan to them. You know, it, it's reality. It is what it is. I'm not going to be ashamed about it. I'm not going to allow that to define me. Yeah, but we have to know that as entrepreneurs, when we yes. learn hard lessons, that they, yep. they're not, they, they feel defeating in the moment, yes. but it's not defeating. It's just part of being a business owner. Exactly. Do not allow that to define who you are and your character. And the minute you come to terms with that, and that is not easy. Mm-mm. That is not easy. No, because what we do is so personal. It's mm-hmm. so personal that the business even feels personal. Yes. Yes. Oh, for sure. And so when you talk about another you know, topic I share is like the curse of social media and how so many are so concerned about what everybody else is doing, you know, and I'm like, 
why do you care? Like, cut it out. Now, in the beginning of my career, I did. I've already gone through all that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, no, I can't worry about what the photographer who just moved in next door is doing, which mm-hmm. everybody is sharing with me. What in the heck is she doing? Why would she do that? I'm like, you know what? That takes balls. I applaud her for doing that. Kudos to her. But it doesn't affect my business. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if I were to worry about that, that means I'm not focusing on my business and my, my intentions and my action plan. I can't worry about what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, my, and, and again, that's where, that's when I talk about anxiety and those are those things that create anxiety financial challenges, right? What another photographer is doing, another business owner is doing. Your competition. Your competition. And I do try to think of them as colleagues. You know, I am the, and I, one of the things I didn't mention is I'm actually the chairman of the board for Maryland Professional Photographers, which means I was the president for several years. Like I can't have a competition mindset. I can't. Like that's not fair to this industry. Which by I, the way, side note, Maryland PPA rules. Yeah. <laughs> We do. We totally do. We totally do. Now I could totally name drop and I'm going to do this because Danny Douglas is going to be like, so thrilled. Hi Danny. (laughs) When he listens in, he's going to be, he's probably going to like drop whatever he's doing and he's going to be like, "Ah!" (laughs) you know, because he loves you, you know, and he's one of our Maryland people. But, um, you know, when you know, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that when you know who you are to a core and that takes years. So to give us, you said before that you can give us some uh, exercises to do yes. to figure out who we are to the core. Yes. Tell me. Okay. So this is all stuff I learned from my dear friend, Jonathan Maine, who is the uh, CEO of Fundy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like he really took, I love Jonathan. I know. He really took an interest in me a couple of years ago and really, really spent some time with me in helping me develop who I am to a core and rocked me to a core. I'm going to tell you, rocked me to a core to where when we were in um, Portland, Oregon, a couple of years ago, and he was dropping me off at the airport, I did not want to leave his car. Mm-hmm. He basically had to boot me out because I was so hungry mm-hmm. for this knowledge because I was lost. And it doesn't. And can, can we just? Can I just ask you? And you yeah. don't have to answer if you don't want yes. to. Ask. Can I ask you how old you are? Yeah, I just turned forty six last week. Okay, we're Leo. We're Leo. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Happy birthday. That's right. Yes. So yeah, the reason why I ask you that is yep. because I think that um, self knowledge can come at any age, but I think that there's something about when you're in your forties, yes. like oh my god, I need to know who I am now. Right. <laughs> like, now and. God. I, I mean, I sat there and he was just like, this lady is crazy. And he'll tell you the same story, you know? And so I do have some, I have two very, really good interviews that I'll send you links to. We recorded two interviews that he did, uh, one in, at Sync when we were down in Florida, Dustin, Florida, and then in Italy. So I did a whole retreat in Italy. And so people can watch that entire process mm-hmm. and really dive into it. But basically he challenged me with, when did you feel happiest? At what point, when you think back, and you're going to relate to this, and I'm going to try not to cry, but if I do, that's okay. Yes. Like, when you think back to everything you've done in your life, when did you feel, and I'm going to chills, the most fulfilled? the most amazing, the most like you were on top of the world. Mm. Now us as women, you feel like you'd feel pressured. Oh, my wedding day. No. And I love my husband. We've been together 30 years. No. Oh, when I had four kids. No, you know, those weren't my moments. Mm -hmm. My moment was when I was speaking at an event that I turned a 45 minute event or 90 minute event into eight and a half hours. And Mm. they stayed till 2 a.m. 
we were kicked out of a room, mm-hmm. taken to another room. Hundreds of people would not leave because they were in tune. I was in tune. Like it was, you know, and everybody that was there will tell you to this day how special that moment was. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about it, I get emotional because like mm-hmm. that's when I knew what my destiny was. And that was mm-hmm. to impact people. That was to remind them that they're worthy. Remind mm-hmm. them that you're going to have hard times. That's okay. Like that It's is, important for us to normalize yes. those things. It's teachable moments because I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't gone through challenges with employees, challenges with friendships, challenges with finances, challenges with my husband, challenges with friendships. I would not be here today with the wisdom I have. And I know God gave me the voice and, and the mindset and the, the, the willingness. And when I talk about things and I'm going to, I'm going to always circle around back to this anxiety moment because it had everything to do with what brought me to where I am today into that day. And the, that moment defined me that I felt like I could do anything. And that's when I knew my role was, you know, sure, I like photography. It's never been a passion. And people freak out when I say that. No, that's not my passion. My passion is making a difference. Like, I want to remind people that they can. Mm-hmm. What do you want? You can. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. What matters is what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. And Find resources and surround yourself with people that will equip you and help provide those opportunities. You don't have to do it alone. Develop relationships that will be, you know, in a positive manner, but also true. That will remind you that when you're full of shit, they better call you out on it. You know, even when you don't want to hear it. And when you need to pick me up, you've got those people. You have your core people. And it may not even be your best friends Mm -hmm. because they don't understand your industry. Mm -hmm. It's going to be just certain people that get it. And so there are people that come into your lives for specific seasons and reasons. And I'm a huge believer of that. So when I, the severity of my anxiety began, and I'm going to start there because that just, what I'm doing is full circle here. When I had uh, the four children, four kids in five years, and I was in survival mode. And what saved me was getting involved with the mom's group. And it was called Mothers of Preschoolers. Mm -hmm. And I felt really called to be part of that. And I certainly was still figuring things out. I didn't know what I was doing, but I just wanted, for whatever reason, I felt like I was supposed to be there. And and those developed some amazing friendships and relationships. Well, I took on the role as one of the public speakers, like the discussion leaders. Who knew? Like, (laughs) you know, exactly. But I can remember days and in, in that season of being, feeling judged, feeling like, and, and I always say, you may feel judged and you may think people think certain things of you that they are not even thinking of you at all. Like mm-hmm. how crazy our mind goes when you feel insecure. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know where that came from. I'm a firstborn. I'm a Leo. I'm a leader. Like why would I feel insecure? But you do. That's the transparency. Like, mm-hmm. let's keep it real, people. And so I can remember days on my bathroom floor in the fetal position, shaking from anxiety that is so severe and knowing, this is where the tears are starting to come, to a core that I was supposed to lead that program that day for whatever reason. And I'm a big believer that God puts you in these testing moments 
because you have to go through them and put you in situations to make you uncomfortable for growth to happen. Mm -hmm. And during those seasons, I didn't understand that. Today, I totally do. I'll be like, shit, all right, what lesson am I need to learn now? You know, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But back then, I didn't have the wisdom and I didn't understand. I just knew that I had to do this. And I refused. I refused. I can remember laying there I refuse this. I will not allow this to define me. I don't understand physically what's going on. I don't understand it, but I will not allow it to keep me from leaving this house. Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you, I could have easily shut the door and been house ridden. Well, I think we've all had those moments and it's so much easier to give into it than it is to fight it. It's so much yes. easier. I mean, I, I going through the breast cancer journey yes. in itself, I mean, that's an everyday, every minute thing. Um, but I think what's so amazing about women and what I love about women so much is that we have, I think, three different brains, if you will, that we think with. One is our gut. Yes. Yes. One is our heart and one is our brain. Yes. And I think what's so great is that if you can think with your, if you can lead with your gut, lead with your heart, even when your brain is telling you something else, mm-hmm. that's, that's a skill that we have that we can nurture. And uh, it's, it's come in handy for me. I can tell you multiple times where I, I feel like my head is going, this is not right. And my heart's going, shut up. Exactly. You're an idiot. You're right. just scared. We have no time for fear. Move right. out of the way. We got shit to do. Exactly. 100%. 100%. And back then, my friends did not understand this emotion. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that do? That just causes more anxiety because you're like, what the heck is wrong with me? You know? And so then it turned into even when we would get together for certain events, I, I, we could be in a car and it will just all of a sudden overtake me. Mm-hmm. You can't explain it. And it could be at any moment, all of a sudden, a thought might pop just in. Just a little thought, yeah. Yes. And it's like, all of a sudden, I'm going to sweat. And I always say this. And this, you know, I'm either going to pass out, throw up, or poop my pants. One of the things going to happen, I'm letting you know now, so be prepared. Because your body shuts down. Mm-hmm. And how do you overcome that? And so what I did was I started to recognize when I wasn't taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So that brings me back full circle, self-care, how vital that is. When I started noticing dehydration, um, lack of sleep, I'm sure, if I had to guess. 100% and lack of positive nutrition. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started. It's so funny. I sit here, like, like again, so how funny. I mean, I've got bananas. I'm showing her to you. You counteract the beer in the wings. Exactly. <laughs> bananas for me are um, when you talk about how did I overcome that or how do I get through that, there are staples that I keep near me. Because I still deal with this to this day, but I know my triggers. Mm-hmm. I know my triggers because I've been dealing with this a long time. And it has, it's not even always public speaking. Like I said, it could be anything. It could be just getting together with friends. Or it could be maybe I, I see something on you know, social media that caused me some anxiety. Or honestly, these days it has more to do with my kids and mm-hmm. you know, worrying about mm-hmm. them. Um, and that will cause anxiety or the next chapter, you know, I'm in such a different season now, but I keep things around. So it will be, um, like Sprite. I need usually a little bit of sugar and the, the, um, carbonation, which Mm -hmm. is weird for some people. They don't understand, but I need that cold. Um, the bananas is fills my stomach to remove the acid. Mm-hmm. And then like peanut butter crackers. Mm. Then I have the protein and then also the cracker that absorbs the acid because anxiety for me will create acid in my stomach. 
Mm-hmm. And then that creates internal issues. And then, then I go, okay, I don't feel well. Now my anxiety is even higher. Well, now my anxiety is high. Now I don't feel even, I feel worse. And then you just do this head. Right. And it's just a downward spiral from there. Downward spiral. And so when I knew my triggers, I knew it was going to be anything that was out of my normal routine could be a trigger. So I'd always make sure you will never see me not travel without um, little fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now I know who peppers. to see during exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Seriously. I always have little fruit snacks and little crackers because if it's going to hit, it will hit fast. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like a, you know, if you were diabetic, my sister's a type one diabetic. So I feel comfortable explaining it. It's like a sugar crash. And so you better get something any fast because otherwise it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and people will look at you, you know, the term resting bitch face kind of came about for a while. And, you know, because somebody had said to me at one time that somebody had said that I was unapproachable and I was like, yeah, see the face you're giving me. Is yeah, like, I just get really like, uh-huh. And it hit me hard and it really upset me. And then I started inter- like thinking, why would somebody think I was unapproachable? And I have 100% confidence. I was probably dealing with an anxiety attack mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. or like a panic attack. And I'm talking, mm-hmm. I've had full-blown panic attacks. Um, and when you're experiencing that, you cannot communicate. Mm-hmm. You can't make decisions. You can't, you, you can't smile. Like you're in your own little, like, I'm just trying to stay vertical right now. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine, and, and, and it doesn't mean that it even goes away quickly. Like when you're dealing with, with challenges with employees or challenges with clients, like that may go on for a couple of days and you don't know how to communicate. Look, I'm dealing, uh, this, this, what I'm dealing with has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. It really is an internal thing. And, and it sounds like it's coupled oftentimes, if I'm saying this right, I don't want to put words yeah. in with things like conventions or, you know, and it's very hard because there's this, there's this expectation. You're the speaker yes. and right. you should be social and you should be right. friendly. And, and you, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, I know for me, I, uh, I am actually like a, a extroverted introvert. Yes. So yeah. Right. So uh, there is moments where like I'm in it and I love it. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I gotta go back to my room right now. Like I need to be alone. I need to regroup my energy and Mm -hmm. I need, or like, and I'm very sensitive to people's energies. Sometimes when you're in a big group like that and the focus is on you, it's like you absorb people's energy and it's like too much for my body to handle. I'm like, okay, we need a break. We need to just like Decompress. Yeah. 100%. And, and just to be clear, it, had, it honestly, that, that situation and where those words came from was not any type of a public speaking. I am very careful about that. Mm. It actually was a former employee. Mm. And I have no problem. They will probably listen to this. And I have no problem, you know, sharing that. Those are, that's reality. Mm-hmm. Because when you're going through challenges and travel, and then there's so much going on. And sometimes you, I was like, when they had said that to me, I'm like, well, you know what? In this moment, I am unapproachable. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Like, it's okay. And we but don't I love have that to- you're sharing that. I love that you're yeah. sharing that. And the reason why I love it is mm-hmm. because part of what Shamelessly Feminine even came yes. from is the fact that women don't talk about these things. Yes. They hide it. And that's how these things happen. Well, you're unapproachable or she's bitchy or she's yes. catty or she's not friendly or whatever it might be when really you're just having a bad day. Exactly. So, like, it's okay for us to say to each other, you know what? I'm just having a bad day. It has right. nothing to do with you. Right. I'm in a stressful situation right now. Mm-hmm. And they might even say to you, you know what? I've been there. You got it. I'm laying off if you need right. me here, you know? Exactly. We don't do that enough. We don't have that communication. Oh, it's so challenging. And it takes so much 
like you really gotta, you know, I, I, you know, when you talk about like maybe even humbleness and humility and to be able to say those things and go, you know what, like, and, and, and then, then there's this flip side that frustrates me that I'd even have to say anything mm. because that's a whole nother conversation we could have that I've had employees say things to me and I'm like thinking you would never say that to me if I was a man mm-hmm. ever, right. ever. Right. ever ever. We've all had those experiences. Exactly. And, and I go, and I've loved in every person that has come in and out of, you know, my life has been teachable moments. And, but I can remember that, you know, when I talk about that one specific moment, it really, it was so fascinating. I was so pissed in the moment, but then I realized, you know what? Okay. Like I get it. And you know what? And I'm okay with that. Mm. I'm okay that I wasn't unapproachable in that moment because you know what? I maybe, you know what, like you said, maybe I just didn't feel like looking at you that day or dealing with you that day or whatever it was. That is okay. It doesn't make me a bad person and it doesn't make you a bad person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that relationships need to end. Like it's just, it is, it's life. And, um, that's why communication is so important to just say, what's going on? You know, your energy's off today or you're, uh, you know, what's up? And, help and you. so when you talk about that introverted, extroverted, that is so me as well in the sense that I uh, schedule nothing on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Mondays are my day. And let me tell you, when people sit there and go, hey, can we meet on Monday? Can we do this? I'm like, no, I have to protect that with my life. And yeah. I mean, fiercely, fiercely protect it because it would be so easy to say yes to a client, yes to a meeting, yes to whatever. And I know, and again, that has to do with, I know my rhythm, Mm -hmm. I know my body and to reduce anxiety in my life. I have to have a day that if I don't want to brush my teeth, if I don't want to get out of my pajamas, if I don't want to brush my hair, if I don't want to look at anybody, I have that option. Mm -hmm. But if I also feel motivated and energized, those are the days that I, I do like, you know, my educational stuff or I'll record things because I have a clearer mind. I'm not pulled in so many directions. Like I come into the studio, I could get anything done here. Mm -hmm. My ADD is through the roof, you know, and I'm very ADD. Um, and so again, you know, I'll go back to the triggers. When you start being aware of when is it that I would have those moments and when is it? So I, I'm careful to be mindful. And I also will continue to put myself in those situations in this sense, because I know that's my calling and that's how you overcome things. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you do it, the easier it gets. And for those that are, you know, have fear, when you talk about that fear of public speaking or fear of trying something new or whatever, you know what, God will sit there and tell me, you know what, then I'm going to put all these opportunities in front of you and make you do this until you're no longer afraid Mm -hmm. or afraid to where you won't do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, that is, you know, what I'm called to do, but it takes such a, a, an awareness of self to know that. Um, And so going back to, the, the last two years, I started noticing, um, I, so I started managing the anxiety. It was really, really hard in my late 20s and early 30s, mid-30s, when you're identifying. We talked about that. Who are you? I, I, I have four kids. I'm still trying to figure that out. You know, now in my 40s, you know, I've got three in college. One, the oldest just graduated university. Um, the other two are in college, and my son is going to be a junior in high school totally different season, different anxieties, different for your kids, bigger problems. (laughs) Exactly. And so now what I'm doing is the last two years, because of the season change, I noticed the anxiety crept back in again Mm. more often. And I was getting pissed. Like it really upset. It gets, I was getting angry because I was like, no, 
no, we're not doing this again, you know? And so I took on, you know, then you start seeking everything. Okay. Who are the people I admire? You know, you have to, you have to figure this out. Nobody's going to tell you what you need to do all the time. So how bad do you want it is what I'll say. How bad do you want to figure this out? Whatever it is you're doing. Well, I was determined. And when I'm determined and I'm on something, watch out. And so I started seeking out, okay, the people that I admire that are successful, how are they managing their daily routines? What are their habits? What is it that they're doing every single day? And I started seeing a pattern of meditation. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, if that didn't just change everything, especially in a season of transition, especially in a season of, you know, with the, the changes and, and going, okay, I know I'm called to do this and, and how can I still manage everything? Because when you're in that transition, I'm still running a full-time studio that is the bulk of our income, you know, where it's, you know, brings in a ton of money, but I'm also doing this other thing that is becoming fruitful. How do I manage both and, and still be a relevant wife and mom and friend and boss? And so meditation, there was a season I was going through some really big challenges of trying to make some decisions on some things. And that helped me with clarity, with anxiety, to be able to sleep. And, you know, technically what you should be doing is 20 minutes twice a day. And when you really understand and learn meditate meditation, I was doing, um, I do TM meditation. And so people can Google that and search it, but it takes you into this whole nother level, like a real deep level. And it's almost a comatose type thing. And it allows you to breathe mm. and it allows you to remove. And this is not easy as a creative entrepreneur with ADD that to be able to shut your mind down, this takes practice and determination and focus mm. And there are times when I have to do a guided one because my brain is so, so busy. But when I started learning that, so now when I feel overwhelmed, because now I have a new tool, now I have a new, a new resource, Mm -hmm. I'll tell my team, you know, I'm like, I'm going to go zone out for 20 minutes or meditate for 20 minutes. I could actually do eight minutes and Mm -hmm. be a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And it's taking, we have to stop. We have to take a moment. That's self-care. And go, okay, this is my eight minutes. Because I will say, sometimes that's all I have between clients. And I'm like, I will take it. And I'll set my timer. And that's when I'll do the self-guided or the guided one. Because I need to get in deep deep meditation to zone out. And for women that have ever gone through labor, you will probably understand what that means. So for me, it came very easily. That you learn how to find like a focal point. Mm -hmm. And you zone out. Like you just zone in and zone out. But this way you do it with your eyes shut. And so you just find a way. And, and, and so that has changed my um, ability and, and that you could take anywhere. I could be on a plane. I could be traveling. I could be, you know, wherever I'm at and go, I need to zone out. I need to meditate for about 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And then when I come out of that, and I usually feel that usually around that two to four o'clock when you're sleepy and tired and you're, you know, <laughs> And nap time. Yeah. And if I just sit, you know, and do that, I can get through the rest of the day and make better decisions. So I have to remind people, I want to be very, very clear about this, that by taking a few minutes for yourself every day, 
You are so much better for everybody else. Mm. You will be more productive. You will be nicer. You right. Know, like we all say, we don't have time for it, but do you not, do you have time to not do it? Not, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, sure. I'd love to be one that exercises and, you know, and I, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a physique that I don't have to do that, but it doesn't mean I'm not heart, I'm not heart healthy. So mm. I know I need to for my heart and for stamina, but you know, so people will say like, uh, one of the things that I do to stay like on track is on my bathroom mirror, I have um, my intentions. And so they're written with an erase marker. Well, one of them would say when I was traveling so much, I have a hard time maintaining my weight. And so one of them states, uh, gain five to seven pounds. Mm. And people, you know, people will, I can, there's times people come up to me and like, Melanie, are you okay? You look really skinny. And, you know, people don't understand, like, would you ever say that to somebody that's heavy? Right. I would never. And I know they don't mean, but like when you are thin, you know, and, and like, there's nothing I can do about it. Like I could eat until I eat until I eat. It's just the way, you know, but I'm not heart healthy. All right. Mm-hmm. So when people would say that, I'd be like, okay, then you start, there's the anxiety again. You go, oh, do I feel okay? I don't know. How do I feel? Do I look bad? <laughs> you know, and then you start going, Really? Yeah. Why would you say that? So sometimes I start saying that on stage and I'll mention and to remind people that, you know, sometimes the stuff you say, you need to be intentional. What's the intention? Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I have that on my bathroom mirror is one of the things. Um, another one was, and because, and again, I, I'm going to circle that back to anxiety. I would have anxiety over, I'm not achieving the goals. I'm not staying the course. I'm lost. I'm unfocused. I'm frustrated because I'm not at the level I want to be. Well, what are you going to do about that? So I created, you know, a list of things on my bathroom mirror that, um, and every single one, when we talk about law of attraction, what you think, what you say, what you do is what goes out into the universe and is what comes back. So what am I going to look at? What am I watching? So every day when I wake up, it's the first thing I see. And the last thing I see when I go to bed, you've got to keep these visual reminders. Mm-hmm. So years ago, I put, I wanted to be a speaker at imaging. Boom. Within months, I got the call. The other one on there was speak internationally. That happened in the same week. Mm. I went from England, spoke there to flying directly to imaging Mm -hmm. and spoke there. And, you know, would that have happened if I'd not been fully intentional and seeing that every day, this is a goal. That means relationships need to be built. Okay. So what are those steps? I want to, well, that's the, that's the thing. Most people think you put it on your bathroom mirror and it just shows up. Like you have to actually put the work into it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it reminded me, okay, I want to speak at the, okay. What are the relationships I need to develop Mm. to create the opportunity? Mm -hmm. Okay. And so then those were my big things. And then I would have like, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll send you this. You've got similar stuff, Mm. you know, but if people wanted a a one sheet download, you know, you know, you talk about, okay, what are those daily things that I want to be intentional about? What are the steps that I need to do to, to achieve that? That takes work and that takes effort and that's exhausting. And that's why we're going to go back to self-care. Yeah. I think what's amazing about all of this to sort of put a summary around it is that really it comes down to exploring yourself, giving yourself space and time to think about it, listen to your gut, listen to yes. your brain, but maybe not your brain as much. Exactly. I'm <laughs> so gut oriented. Yeah. I am so gut oriented and it would drive my employees nuts because they would want decisions on some things. Right. And I would say, and they soon learned, you know, like, cause I would say to them, 
I can't make a decision. I can't explain it. And that's where you have to communicate that. Otherwise they think, well, did you not like what I did or whatever? And I would say time. Yeah. And so I learned there's some, there's a reason why I'm not moving on this. I can't explain it now where other things I'd be like, let's do it now, 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 because it felt right. And so you've got to, but the only way you can understand your gut and your intuition is if you slow down. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I think everybody that's listening to this podcast could have a ton to learn from you, especially if they're a creative entrepreneur. (laughs) Where can they find you, Melanie? Oh, um, honestly, you know, probably the easiest way is just to go to Melanie Anderson Worldwide on Facebook. Uh, Melanie Anderson Worldwide is also our website. You can find our podcast in there, uh, the places that I'm speaking. And like I said, it's not always just uh, photography related. It's mindset. It's attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's another topic we could talk all day about. When you learn how to be appreciative, boy, does that change your outlook mm-hmm. and your mindset. Um, yeah, I think it's great. And we'll have all those links in the show notes as well. So I appreciate you joining me today. Oh, my pleasure. It's so good this to see your face. <laughs> you look amazing. I'm so proud of all that you're doing. Thank and, you. you know, just, you know, women, let's just keep supporting each other. Girl power to you. I Amen. love it. Amen. Thanks, Melanie. So, alrighty. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.